My name is Dean Millard. My name is Blake Smith. And welcome to another episode of Tap In. Tap In. Today we have a special episode with you for you guys. We're doing the GOAT team debate. And today we have a special guest joining us for the, for the debate. My roommate next year at Northwestern, Asher. Um, a little background about Asher as an NBA fan. He's a diehard Warriors fan. I call bandwagon, but that's just me personally. No, I'm not uh, a bandwagon. I got to clear this up. I'm not a bandwagon. I've been a Warriors fan since I was, I don't even know, like six years old. Stop playing. Not a bandwagon. I hate I hate a lot of Warriors fans, so don't get me started with that. All right. All right. It's glad to hear that because a lot of Warriors fans just popped up out of nowhere in 2016 and conveniently <laughs> said they've been fans since 2008. But um, to get onto the bait, we are debating the GOAT team. Now, most people typically would go with the 17 Warriors or the um, 96 Bulls, but do you guys have anybody different or one of those two teams? Man, call me outside the box, but I'm going to go with the 2001, 2000-2001 L.A. Lakers. Um, I think you got Kobe Bryant, you got Shaq, um, among others. But I think those two alone, I mean, that was just a duo, an unbeatable duo, in my opinion. A uh, good balance of, like, great guard, elite guard. I mean, all-time guard and then all-time most dominant, arguably big ever in Shaq. So, I think those two alone, that's a pretty tough duo to take down. Um, I want to hear your guys' thoughts, though. I would say um, I would say there's a couple that are, like, they're obviously not as good, but there's a couple, like, sort of fringe teams, like the Pistons with Isaiah Thomas, like Celtics mm-hmm. in, the, in the Larry Bird era. But those teams, I don't think they measure up, like, all the way, but they're, they're definitely in, like, the top five, top ten. For sure. I personally have to go with the 17 Warriors. I have a team ever beating their team. They have the best spacing of all time. And I feel like those old teams, depending on the well, – I feel like it depends on the era we're playing in. For playing in now this era, like I think the Warriors are running the 2001 Lakers off the court. I don't think Shaq will be able to keep up with the pace that they play with. I think Shaq won't be able to switch. Like who is Shaq going to switch on to? They'll, they'll put Shaq into a pick and roll every time. They'll have a Steph Curry, Draymond Green pick and roll, and now Shaq has to guard Steph Curry on the perimeter. But but also with the Warriors, they had the ability to go small with Iggy, KD, Clay, Draymond, and Steph, all switchable defenders. I mean, no one would be able to handle Shaq, but no one can deal with their pace and their spacing on the floor, and I think – with the other teams that are in consideration, they have they're like they were bigger teams, and I don't see how you can play a big man against the Warriors and be successful. Yeah, I, that's the thing. They're just going to shoot them out of the gym because I mean, yeah, nobody. Kevon Looney's not guarding. Or I guess back then it was like uh, Andrew Bogut slash Festus Azili, whoever the starting center was. But yeah, they're not guarding. Not Festus. No, Zaza Pachulia, actually. They had Zaza starting back Yeah, we have Zaza Intercept. We have Zaza Intercept. Yeah, but he's shooting 100% from the field. But twos or less than threes, the Warriors are probably going to shoot them out of the gym. Yeah, I think from from my standpoint, me picking the Lakers, that is something that if I had to bet on the Lakers, I'd be concerned about. It's like that small ball lineup that the Lakers would have to face and – 
sure, we can talk about Shaq's size and dominance, but like you said, Blake, that mobility of getting up and down the floor, getting put into the pick and roll, I think that would be pretty problematic. The reason I picked the Lakers is because how are the Warriors going to guard them defensively in the half court? Sure, up and down, fast break, the Warriors will run run it up on the Lakers, but you have two unguardable players, in my opinion, in Shaq, like I said, just in the paint, dominant size. I, I don't think Draymond or KD or whoever you put on him can stop Shaq in the paint uh, in that prime time of his career. Then you have Kobe. I mean, people overlook Kobe. I know we just talked about the GOAT debate. We really didn't mention Kobe's name, which is honestly disrespectful, but, um, you know, Kobe is an elite scorer. He's a winner. And, and that mentality of him just getting to his spots, um, playing with his back to the basket, I don't think the Warriors, anybody on the Warriors really could slow. They could probably try to slow him down, but it, it's like almost like KD, like they can't guard him. So I think it's a toss-up. It could go either way. Um, but I want to hear your guys' thoughts about the, the Bulls team. We haven't talked a lot about the Bulls and how they would match up against both of these teams. We, we talk in 96 Bulls, right? 70, 70 right. wins. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting one because I because the way I see it is like I think the NBA players have improved so much since is like even like 1995, 96. Like they're just stronger, faster, more skilled. But Michael Jordan is an anomaly, as in like I'm I, I bet if you put Michael Jordan in the NBA today, he would still dominate. So but like he's one person. I don't think Scottie Pippen would like do that crazily well against the Warriors. Like, I think Draymond Green might be able to handle Scottie Pippen. So in that sense, I think the Warriors just have too much firepower. Ron Harper, he was a good defender, but it's Steph Curry. Like, Clay Thompson, I don't really know. He's just going to hit threes. No one's really going to guard him, but Kevin Durant, nobody's guarding Kevin Durant. Any any time period, any no play, nobody's guarding Kevin Durant. I yep. agree. My thing with the Bulls is they are, they have no spacing. In the ideal world, they'll put Steve Kerr in the game and Steve Kerr probably. They'll yeah. put Steve Kerr in the game and the Warriors would abuse that matchup a hundred out of a hundred possessions. Even I think there was I think there was even a tweet. KD tweeted out when Draymond like posed the question on Twitter. KD was like, with Steve Kerr as our coach, we put Steve Kerr in a pick and roll every time down the floor. Yeah. And then, so if we, without Steve Kerr, you're running a lineup out there of Ron Harper, MJ, Scotty, what Horace Grant, and Dennis Rodman. Damn. Like coach, yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, as good as good of like a defensive lineup that would be, and as good as like as like strong and powerful they would be, like it's gonna be hard. Like as great as MJ is, it's gonna be hard. Because the Warriors are going to sit in that and they're in help side 100 out of 100% of the time. They don't need to they don't need to guard Horace Grant. You don't need to guard. You're not worried about um, what's his name? On the perimeter. I forgot his name. Um, you're not worried about people on the perimeter. And then also, the Warriors, are, again, are going to get up and down the court and they're going to tire them out. I think that's what the one thing people don't talk about the 17 Warriors. They were one of the best conditioned teams of all time. Steph Curry's the most the probably the best conditioned NBA player of all time. He's running constantly on the court. Would the Bulls be able to keep up with that pace and not get tired with MJ and Scotty having to do everything on offense and everything would be hard without because operating. 
Yeah, and I think, like I said, the reason that we're kind of overlooking this Bulls team, we know they were great, we know what they did, but like we said, the NBA has changed so much. Can this team get 70 wins, 70-something wins in today's NBA? In my opinion, I don't think so. Might be a hot take, but we look at the depth of the teams as well, too. If we're talking Warriors, 17 Warriors and 96 Bulls, right? Sure, you have MJ. Sure, you have Pippen. You also have Steve Kerr. Then it gets like the Dennis Rodmans, the Ron Harpers, the Tony Kukoc. Where do you go from there? Like who else? I just don't see anybody else that can have a, a huge impact against this Warriors team. Bro, what Versus- are you talking about, man? They have Bill, they have Bill Wennington on the team, bro. That's dominance right there. That's pure dominance. <laughs> hey, man. I don't know. It, it's really a toss-up. Um, I have a question are- before we sort of wrap up, though. All right, let's go. Do we think – would your answer change change if we played in sort of the 80s, 90s era where there was like hand checkings allowed? The they, they claimed the game was more physical. Like if the refs swallowed their whistle more, would that favor any one of the, your teams that we mentioned over the Warriors? Would that sway you or no? I mean, we this isn't one of the primary teams we talked about, but I, Asher mentioned – the the bad boy Pistons. I mean, if we're talking them, they're gonna abuse Steph and them. They're gonna like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like Steph not going, he's not gonna get a shot off. So I think like that's that's a team like where like they pride themselves on that physicality and like just being the bad guys. I think that would be something. But like we know, like the Bulls, they weren't necessarily like historically a dirty team. They kind of just put up with it. Jordan enduring the Jordan rules and things like that, and just trying to adjust and like play into the changing culture of the NBA at that time and just, like, the adjustments to try to slow Jordan and his crew down. Yeah. I personally think I'd still take the Warriors, but I feel like in the past, the Warriors do struggle with physicality. I know personally, as, like, a KD fan and watching all his games, like, when KD's getting roughed up, that's when you see him, like, not be as efficient as Kate. Like this year against the Celtics, the reason why he wasn't as efficient as he usually is and wasn't good was because Grant Williams, Jason Tatum, they were in his shit, in his stuff, like ninety percent of the time, all the time with help side. Now with the and then same with Steph. Like if you're bumping Steph off the screens, you're not letting him get set. You're not letting him get be comfortable on the floor. That could hinder the Warriors. However. I do think it goes back to like conditioning, spacing, having just so much moving movement, everyone being a threat on the court. Because remember, 17 Draymond could hit threes too. Like he's not someone you could just leave open. I think that would overcome it, but I do think it would make the series significantly favor the Bulls side in terms of like how the game's officiated. Here's one thing I'm going to bring up. We're like, we're transporting this Warriors team back into 1995, right? In 1995, they had not seen anybody play like how they wouldn't even be guarding Steph Curry. You need to guard Steph Curry from half court, basically. They would not be doing that. They'd be sitting back. I mean, I'm sure they would adjust. But, like, the first – let's say this was a series. Like, game one, I think, would be like a 60-point blowout because they would just have no idea what to do with these players. And then another thing for the physicality is Draymond would probably love playing back then. He'd, He'd get accustomed to that pretty quickly. I think even Clay a little bit. Clay got a little dog in him. I like Clay. I feel like Clay would respond to that. I, I get what you're saying about Katie and Steph, but 
even Andre Iguodala, like the Warriors, the Warriors, you know, that team had some that team had some dog in them. You know, they wouldn't just get pushed around. That's yeah, true. and I think I think too with eras, right? Like if we're talking about taking this Warriors team back to 96, 95, 96, whatever it may be, the play let's just say let's if they were to go back, the players are still gonna have their same skill sets. I think the only things that would be consistently different would be the physicality and the athleticism, uh, the difference in athleticism between the two teams because they're from different eras. And maybe a few other things talking about, like like you said, Blake, like the refs maybe being a little, a little more hesitant with blowing the whistle and things like that. And maybe like the Bulls or even the Lakers not knowing necessarily to guard Steph, um, you know, be well beyond three-point line towards half court and even Clay because we know Clay has some range too as well. So I think that works in the Warriors' favor. Also, too, I mean, just going against what I picked about the Lakers and even against the Bulls, this Warriors team is just so versatile. We have Steph, KD, Draymond, Iguodala, and Clay. But then just the death, like I said before, they have Zaza, they have JaVale. So I was going to bring up, like, you know, we know Shaq with his size and his dominance, he could get Draymond or even KD if KD somehow switches to him in foul trouble or whoever switches on to him. Yeah. But then you have JaVale. I feel like they have many different bigs that they can throw at Shaq. And I'm not saying Shaq can't handle it because let me, let's, let's be honest, Shaq will manhandle any of them. But what I'm saying is like, I think the Warriors have a, a good mix of players with different, you know, defensive ability that they can throw at him. Um, and, and I think they can kind of avoid that foul trouble by just mixing up the rotation. Yeah, honestly, I think the – I'm not saying the Lakers are a better team than that Bulls team, but I think they're a better matchup-wise. Match they match up better against the Warriors just because Shaq is unguardable and the Bulls have Luke Longley starting, and he's very much guardable. And Kobe – I mean, Kobe too. I mean, yeah. not to say – because Jordan, Jordan and Kobe are very similar matchups, I guess, against the Warriors. But, yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Shaq is just – he's something that you'd have to really worry about if you're the Warriors. Yeah. It's like it's sort of like what the Bulls excel at is like sort of like their their scores are like perimeter scores and what the Warriors defense excels at is perimeter defense. Andre Iguodala in his prime, one of the best perimeter defenders ever. Like we and I don't think that's hyperbole. Draymond Green's a versatile defender, but he's a great perimeter defender. Kevin Durant in his in his prime was a good perimeter defender that could shot block shots while Shaq sort of like they just don't like I feel like the Warriors don't have the girth to sort of handle Shaq. Like even if you put Kevon Looney in the game. Like I think I think honestly in a series like that, I think the Warriors would get his. That's what they, they do. Would hack him and let him get his. That's yeah, I mean Jokic. They just sort of let Jokic score whatever he wanted, but they knew that like they're just gonna outshoot him. Yeah, no, this Warriors exactly. team is crazy, man. I mean, <clears throat> you know, we see it on surface level. We see, like I said, Steph. Like, we see that starting lineup, just like the stars, the the names you know. But you have the Sean Livingstons. I mean, Sean Livingston, oh. the bench, was just – you had to guard him. Like, that bench unit had to be ready to guard Sean Livingston because he was going to exploit, and he could mix in with those starting players and make an impact. Matt Barnes um, – well, no, not Matt Barnes. I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Harrison Barnes. Matt Barnes but, was on the squad. Matt Barnes was on the 17. He was. He was. They yeah. had Ian Clark, JaVale McGee. Nah, the, honestly, the 17 Warriors, their their depth wasn't as good as like that 2015 one. That's when they had Leandro Barbosa. He was still good. Andre I'm going to disagree with that, though, because you, you don't have KD in 2015. 
So I guess what you're saying, you're saying death, like sure off the bench, but I think having KD adds so much to that team roster. And I think a lot of fans didn't appreciate and realize that of like, sure, the Warriors are the Warriors. They have the three-point threats. But to have KD and add some more star power, I think that just changed the whole dynamic. Oh, yeah. I do. Respectfully. Respectfully. I do it. <laughs> I was like, we won this year, but that, that don't get it. I, I have no, no doubt in my mind that that Warriors team in 2017 is better than the one we have now. Hence why they want him back, man. I yeah. mean, rumors why they said, you know, we're open to having KD back. So. We'll see what, what goes on with that. But Kevin Durant is like seven seven foot one, can dribble, can shoot over anybody. No, nah, he's crazy. He's a, he's actually crazy. Yeah, let's take a minute. I feel like let's just take a second to acknowledge how great Kevin Durant is. I feel like All right, bro. All been, right. I feel like his name's been slandered. <laughs> no, a I can too. tell you a KD fan. I can tell no, you hundred percent. Right like he no, 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 no. Real stuff before we end the episode. Let's just take a second. This man, yes, he had a horrible playoff series against the Celtics. But let's not forget who he was, who he is. Most unguardable player ever. When have you name a more mobile seven footer? Questionable. Unguardable. Name, name a more name a more mobile seven footer ever in the league. I think I think I think I don't think but I don't think I don't think I think he's a top ten shooter of all time. We we'll have shot. to have another episode. I gotta put some thinking to that. We gotta, we gotta have another episode. That's interesting. I probably, I mean, off the top of my head, probably I can't name ten better shooters than Kevin Durant. Off the top of my head, because you gotta think about it. He has, I wouldn't. I'm not gonna go as far to say the best. He has a top five mid range of all time. I agree with that. Yeah. And then his three pointers, his three. He's probably. I think he's career thirty eight point five percent from three. So like thirty, like he's basically damn near career forty percent three point shooter. So when you think about the overall package and the type of shots he shoots, Kevin Durant's amazing, man. Nah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> amazing, man. If we go do that, we're going to talk about Steph Curry then. We talking – I don't know if y'all did this already. I'm just putting it out there. Steph Curry's the seventh greatest player in NBA history. You can book it. Oh, my God. Write right. it down. Another and, episode that – Another and, episode because that's And crazy. by the way, and by the way, he's over Kevin Durant on the all-time list. We're going to have to okay, 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 okay. off. No, 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 no. no. Before we cut it off, before we cut it off, I got to get this off my chest. Steph Curry is greater than Kevin Durant, but if I'm talking about who's better, I'm, uh, taking, we go again. I'm taking Kevin Durant. Oh, no, you're right. Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Meanwhile, oh, meanwhile, Bron sitting at the one-two spot looking down on both of them. Number two. No okay. one cares about LeBron, bro. <laughs> listen, listen, <laughs> listen. We're going to wrap it up before we digress. Everybody, um, thank you for tapping in. Listen, share our stuff. Share our content. Repost. At, you know, Draymond, other podcasts, we want to get noticed. We want others to hear about what we're saying. And we want to just collab with, you know, other people that we look up to, other podcasts. Um, you know, listeners, thank you for riding with us. Glad to hit 100 followers. If you want to join the podcast, please let us know. Hit us in our DM. Reach out to me or Blake. Do what you got to do. Um, Asher, thank you. You've been great. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, thank you for having me, bro. It's been a blast. It sounds like Asher's going to be on another episode the way he's talking. So, y'all see Asher again. Y'all going to get the part two for sure. I just want to say, Mike James, you a hater. Have you seen what this man's been saying? You know what? I ain't even going to get into it. He's a nobody. He's out of the league. Thank you for having me. All right. We out. We out.